Welcome to Sound DeFi, the podcast that delivers key insights from thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market data. Today's episode is sponsored by Accumulate, a universal interconnected protocol for Web3, enhancing any layer one or two protocol with interoperability, higher throughput, low predictable cost, ULR addressing, key management, and robust digital identity capabilities. To learn more, visit www.accumulatenetwork.io. Enjoy today's episode with Invinium Chairman and CEO, Patrick O'Meara. Welcome to Sound DeFi. This is a momentous day because we are starting a partnership with Invinium so you can know everything you need to know about the future of blockchain. Patrick O'Meara is the President and CEO of Invenium Capital Partners. Pat, what is Venium? Let's start there, my friend. Well, first off, Scott, it's a pleasure to be with you. I'm excited. Thank you for having us. And, you know, Invenium, if you think about it really at the highest level, when you used to have to compute, you needed a big mainframe. And Bill Gates created an operating system for laptops, and it moved the function of compute to the desktop. And it exploded the capability of small businesses and innovation. Invenium is doing a similar thing except for big data. Right now, if you want to utilize big data, you need a data lake and a giant database with all of your data in that data lake. And with the Invenium system, which is an operating system for data, you no longer need that. You can utilize other people's data that they hold in order to find what you need in order to execute transactions. And people can trust data that's not in one database. They can trust data from many different sources. And that's what we do is we're facilitating a move where just like Bill Gates brought compute to the desktop, we're bringing big data to the desktop where you're going to be able to transact and find private market assets globally. You're going to be able to participate in other uh, spheres of commerce that you haven't been able to up till now. And what we're doing is we're really giving control of asset data and people's data about their own businesses back to them. And yet they can still have people transacting in their business. And so what we're doing is we're just kind of bringing big data to the desktop. Does that make sense? It does. I want to know why it matters, what people can do with it. Well, we all loved, you know, Facebook and Google and all of this ease. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard the saying that if a product is free, then you're the product, right? And what was happening is we were using Facebook and we were using Google and we're making these connections. It was wonderful. But what happened? The other shoe dropped and we realized that our own data was compromised and being abused and misused dramatically. And people want to control their own data. And there are people who are in the business of aggregating data, acting as a middleman and creating a middle function of letting people know who are the right players on the other side of trades. And this happens when you want to sell farmland in a particular town in North Dakota, or you want to sell an office building in Midtown or you want to sell a multifamily housing project in Southwest Florida, you know, finding a broker who's going to deliver you the buyers has always been something that's manual. And what we're doing is we're facilitating this automated function where the middle function will occur, but the middle men 
are going to be eliminated, especially those who created choke points for others to participate. Because right now, as an example, if you start a, a cupcake shop in Topeka, Kansas, right, you can literally go work the Google algorithm and you can be on the front page of Google in a couple of days. But in the securities market and private market assets, you are relying on a third party to help execute a trade and the ability to find the right buyer for your asset is done by contracting intermediaries. And what we're doing is we're giving control of people's data back to themselves where they can be found and people can say, hey, listen, I think I'm looking for an asset like you have. Will you give me access to the underlying raw data? And so we're giving people control of their data back. That's one. That's huge. Number two, they have control of their data. They have the ability to monetize their own data and they can determine who finds their data so that we have this world where people can find each other and we can optimize our business, not based on the last deal that we did, but on what people are looking for right now. So that, you know, a lot of people in the private markets and real estate and private equity and infrastructure transactions, they build not the transaction that somebody's looking for today, but the last transaction that they did that sold well. And what we're doing is we're just with this ability to control your own data. There aren't going to be people who are utilizing your data for their own benefit against your will, right? Or number two, you're controlling and monetizing the data that you have and not giving it over to somebody else and then paying a bunch of money to get that back with comps. Instead, you're going to be able to be compensated for sharing your data, and it'll be a much more equitable exchange on the value of the data that you control. And this is going to bring enormous evolution in the private markets where people don't want information about their underlying private asset to be known, yet they are interested in finding out if there are people who want to buy their type of asset and for the right price they would sell. And so what we're doing is we're creating this world where you control your own data and you index your data, right? And, and what do I mean by that? Now, I'll just one second, right? The internet, everything is indexed. You know, when you search, everything that you need is indexed and it's out there and you're looking for it. And that's the internet. Then on the other side, you have the dark web where people are also connected to the internet, but nobody knows it's there because it's not indexed, right? And you have to go there by appointment and you meet somebody there, et cetera, right? Whether it's a, a corporate secure site, whether it's a military installation or somebody doing something nefarious, you know, bad on the internet. What Invenium does is in the middle where you index your own data so that if you want to be found, you don't lose control of your data. You index it you let yourself be found, and then you decide who gets to see it and who doesn't. And this is going to facilitate trust, and you're going to be able to commute trust in the underlying performance of an asset. So as an example, if you have something that there's no entropy, meaning Ethereum, Bitcoin that's trading, what you get is what you get, and you know what it is, or you, a share of IBM. You know what that is because they filed all these documents in an Edgar database. But if you want to buy a building in Midtown Manhattan or in Topeka, Kansas or in Amarillo, you have to send a team to go in and look at that building, examine the rents and understand the state of repair or disrepair of that asset, looking at everything from structural engineering to are there asbestos on the plumbing joints. But the reality is for newer buildings, you don't need a hazardous materials report. You just need to know nothing's been introduced since it was created. And this is where 
if you have the ability of Advenium to timestamp all your data, you can do away with a lot of this physical inspection and trade physical assets with trust in the underlying state of that asset. So we're opening up radically private markets based on how people utilize data, and they're not afraid to share their data a little bit at a time because it's totally in their control. Because the only way that people used to share their data is with a trusted few people, and that's what created this middleman opportunity because they were the people in the know and they monetized being in the know. And what we're doing is we're doing away with that because the asset owners control their data and they're willing to share the data for economic reasons or regulatory reasons or for the benefit of their shareholders, but only those people get to see it. And it's this control of your data. You're gaining control back. So instead of big tech, you control your own data. And what it's going to do is it's going to drive massive amounts of innovation in private markets globally, and it's going to let capital flow much more freely in areas that it never used to go to because people are going to be able to trust the performance state of those assets in all these far-flung locations. It seems to me what you just described there is to take big and make it small and take, uh, you know, an asset in Topeka, Kansas or Fargo, North Dakota, maybe every bit as valuable as something in Midtown Manhattan. But if uh, the number game is controlled by the big, then the small guy's not in. I mean, th this seems to me to make big small and, and open it up to a whole new world. So as an example, in Fargo, North Dakota, the cap rate for your building that you have that has the same cash flows as the one in New York City, it trades at a much higher cap rate, which means the value is much less. And the reason is there's not comparable trades and they don't know what they don't know. And when there's what's called an information asymmetry, one person knows more than I do, there's an assumption that if I get into a trade, there's an assumption that there's a, a problem with the asset, so they are going to underpay. And there's a discount on the value of that asset, right? And this is why you have Fargo, North Dakota assets trading at 8, 10, 12 caps instead of two caps, which is, you know, capitalization rates, which is what you have in New York City. And the reason is there's more data in New York City of comparable assets, and that information asymmetry doesn't exist. With Invenium, you can credential the asset so that they can see fully and clearly the performance of your asset, everything from foot traffic to energy utilization to maintenance of a mechanical system, all the way to the leases. And what happens is with that information symmetry, you can price risk accordingly. And anytime you go into a new market and there's information asymmetry, people are going to give a discount. And, you know, that's getting in, but also on the way out, who are they going to sell to? Because there's that information asymmetry, they're only going to buy to local players. There's not other global buyers, asset allocators who want to get into that other market. So what you're doing is if you're a big player going down market, so you're going instead of MSA, Metropolitan Statistical Area, right, city, city 1 through 25, and you want to get into city 100 and 150 and 200, the problem is there's no buyers. And the reason there's no buyers is the same reason you stayed out of it. So if we can start to get this information symmetry, people can price risk more appropriately. And you're not going to see multifamily housing units that are for student housing for NDSU or North Dakota State University in Fargo trade at a discount to student housing in Columbia University, when in fact, the NDSU student housing asset is probably in much better shape than the one near Columbia on the east side in Manhattan. And this explosion of data and availability makes everything 
uh, you're talking about really uh, puts jet fuel to it, right? Because uh, the data that is now available, I heard a story today uh, from some folks about ag tech and the fact that you can plant a box now in the ground. And uh, now instantly there is data for exactly the growth of your soybeans or your corn or whatever in a way never known before. And one of the growers that got up at this event said, I want all that information to go to the bank so they know exactly where I'm at. So when I go in there, it isn't sort of like, a, you know, old style spreadsheets will say, well, we're knee high to, a, you know, uh, uh, at corn at uh, July 4th. So we should be in pretty good shape to actually have the data. So the combination of this explosion of available uh, data is going to, I would imagine, increase the value of these assets that nobody looked at before, Pat, right? Yeah, what you're doing is we're, we're radically broadening the market where capital can flow because people can price risk appropriately. And there's all sorts of risks, geopolitical risks that keep people out of countries. There's a significant discount for lack of good data on assets. Typically, they say that's 30%, but it's more than 30% because there are some markets people just don't enter into because they don't understand the data. There's not enough information out there. And when there is somebody who says, oh, I like this space, and they collect an enormous amount of data, they use that information asymmetry in order to arbitrage that lack of information to build large enough pools. And then once it's large enough, people can invest in that large enough pool where they're not wondering, is this one asset or two assets good for me or not? So they get not only the benefit of diversity, but they get the uplift of better data because they trust that operator who's at scale. And what we're doing is we're saying that discount between publicly traded REITs and the individual property, it's not a yield curve, it's a yield cliff. Because if you want to get somebody to invest in your private asset, you're paying significantly higher returns than the cost of equity for a public REIT that they're paying to their shareholders in order to get new capital to invest. And a big part of that is diversity, but the biggest part is trust in data. And so if we can credential these assets, you know, soon we're going to see one asset right next to the other, same type of asset, same income, same types of tenants. And the one with good data is going to trade at a a 20% premium to the one with bad data, because it's just going to open the door of who's willing to invest. It's a disruptor. What you're describing here really uh, disrupts, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, the middleman, you know, so it, it, that to me seems to be uh, the most significant piece of this. It is is breaking the mold of how that's done now and uh, bringing, you know, obviously the access to capital, the, uh, the amount of buyers for a particular asset uh, to a whole different level. I mean, this is a major disruptor you're describing, right, Pat? Think of the wealth that's tied up in assets that there's not good reporting on, right? And they get a valuation once a year. They get a valuation every three years, every five years. And with our software, what we're doing is we're credentialing the data at the edge. We feed it just in time into people like Cushman and Wakefield and JLL and CBRE and ValueStrat and Deloitte and Houlihan Loki to set a mark on a monthly or quarterly basis where they're not having to go through all those documents. They see the golden copy of that document that they're given permission to see. And I'm going to hit back on this in a minute. It's a very important point. They're given permission to see. Only that golden copy of the data artifact is not moved. Just a piece of data is extracted. They're given permission to validate and verify where it came from. Note it hasn't been altered, right? But then what they're able to do is a Cushman and Wakefield 
80 to 85% of their work of data collection and data entry is done automatically, quickly, and then they can start giving these marks more frequently. And with better data, you're going to see better comparables and you're going to see more transactions. And so that's what Invenium is facilitating. And we do this because everybody's looking at kind of the same leaf on the tree, right? And what I mean by that is right now data is organized around the user. How do you want to use it? We're going to put it into a database. We're going to kind of anticipate how we're going to use it. And then from there, we're going to figure out outcomes. What we do is we orient all the users to the same piece of data so that we all know we're looking at the same piece of data and it hasn't been altered since it was created. And if it was altered, who altered it and why they altered it? And we're making sure everybody's looking at the correct data, right? So what is the golden copy of that data? And this is really flipping on its head. Who can crunch data? There's going to be massive quantum leaps forward in the utilization of data in how are people searching and how are people innovating and delivering the types of investments they want. And I'm customizing what I'm buying according to the risk of unique properties that is going to 100% meet my investment thesis. So we're putting more control in the hands of the investor and more control in the hands of the asset owner. And what you've just described there, Pat, is probably the most important function in this new frontier of Invenium because it's the credentialing process. It is allowing me to trust the data, correct? That's exactly right. What we're doing is, historically, you only trusted the data if it was in your database and if you could get it in there. But for these very large corporations, that's a fool's errand. There's always a mismatch on the data, getting their clients to put their data into your data lake. There were always errors. There were what's called fat finger opportunities where somebody keys something in wrong. And what we did is we said, stop. You know, that's a fool's errand. Don't try and get your client's data into your databases anymore. Use the Invenium tools, credential your client's data at its place of rest, and let us give you mechanisms to help them monetize their own data and their own assets better. So, you know, just like you, Scott, could never maintain, you know, Facebook could never maintain a profile on you as good as you maintain on yourself just by using it, and then they monetized it. Well, we're doing the same thing, except we're not monetizing it. We're giving you a a mechanism as an asset owner to credential your own assets. So it's always ready for sale every day of the week. And then you let people see it and you monetize that profile yourself. And so really it's a data evolution, right? You know, some people say revolution, but it's a data evolution where the database, the big giant database is going to, you know, having a giant data lake where people are building huge data centers where they're aggregating other people's data is going to be like saying, oh, I'm going to build a whole bunch of mainframes in order to compute. Now, people, you rent space, you rent compute power, right? If there's not enough on your laptop, you serially connect it with a bunch of others, or you go use AWS, or it's on demand. Same thing about the use of data. We're going to leave data where it is. We're going to let people find us. And we think find is going to be a much bigger function than search in the future. Where would a person begin? This is a revolutionary uh, game changer, if you will, in, in the data space and the access to data and uh, valuing assets and bringing more buyers in. Uh, if someone's watching today saying, wow, I'm with you, Pat, I'm with you, Invenium, uh, where do you begin? I think the first way to begin is, so, you know, we have a whole lot of clients coming on our platform right now. Right now, we have about a billion dollars of new assets coming on our platform a week where people are using our tool to credential their assets 
and getting marks by, you know, our third-party partners, people like Cushman and Wakefield, and, or Deloitte on private equity, Houlihan on private equity, uh, value strat on infrastructure assets. And so what we're doing is we're setting these marks. And so if you have large assets and you want to do that, come to our website, let us know, contact us. But the key is to start, right? And the, to start is get an asset on the platform. Watch what this does. Watch the ease with which this changes your access to data real time. So when you're a bank and you're lending to a large asset, you're not waiting for a middleman to give you a report that's six weeks, six months, a year old, which many times happens. But instead, using Invenium, you have permission to access to see real-time live data. And what that does is it de-risks. And when it de-risks, because you have good data, you have a better pricing on the risk, right? And so you know the risk and you own the risk and you can price that versus the risk based on a lack of knowledge. You know what I mean? As you were giving the example, right, of the agriculture, you know, people say, oh, well, I knew this guy and he's a man of his word and I knew his grandfather and here's all the collateral they have versus let me look at the operations of the farm and how it's going and what the crops look like this year and you get really good data. We're doing that for assets on the edge all around the world, whether you're talking about an infrastructure play like a refinery or even an energy production facility, or we're talking about an office building in midtown Manhattan or in Zurich or in London or in the Middle East, right? We have a a number of assets coming on our platform in Dubai and United Arab Emirates. And so as these assets come on, people are seeing their performance data in a manner that they can share with their lenders but also they can push into other modern portfolio management tools, risk analytic tools, things like eFront, that historically appraisals of real estate assets or these other infrastructure assets sat in PDFs or printed copies that the ability to get them into those portfolio management tools was non-existent. So we're driving that capability. Key insights from Patrick O'Meara, the chairman and chief executive officer of Invenium on the Sound DeFi inaugural episode here today. And uh, Pat and other global thought leaders. That's what Patrick O'Meara is on all things uh, DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market data are going to be uh, part of this uh, platform. Give us 20 minutes or so, each one of these episodes, and I guarantee you're going to come out uh, better for it. Pat, anything else you want to tell our uh, Sound DeFi audience today? Well, hey, we're, we're super excited to partner with you, Scott, and literally every single other person who wants to facilitate open markets in the private market world and in public markets as well. But that's going to come in a minute because the, the economics really are in the private markets right now. So we, you know, we are plugging into a lot of different partnerships you know, with Tokeny over in Luxembourg, which uh, we're together with Euronext and Invenium, we're the majority owners of, and we... We're super excited to be plugged in with them, with Block Portal, with DeFi Devs, with the Accumulate Protocol, uh, the Hub, you know, these other new relationships that are developing around Bintel and Oasis Pro Markets and Rialto that we want to plug into all sorts of different DeFi players and help you tell the story of the assets that are data rich and low frequency trading. So Scott, we're super excited to be with you. Excited is an understatement when you talk about an operating system for data and how to you know get that data into more hands. What I most appreciate about this, Pat, is the fact that this is going to take big data 
and make it small and meaning that everybody should be in this space. There shouldn't be a middleman and that credentialing process is going to be fascinating to learn about. So excited to uh, kick this off and have many more conversations just like this. Pat, thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much, buddy. God bless you. Patrick O'Meara, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of Invenium and the first Sound DeFi podcast is in the books. 